Welcome to day five of our third season of Shaped by the Word. We're this year exploring the story of the prophets. Uh, we're hearing their voice not only as they speak into Israel and into Judah, uh, but we're hearing their voice as they speak into uh, our lives as well. Uh, we're in the prophet of Amos, and Amos opens up wonderfully, you know, as he pronounces God's judgment on the surrounding nations, and then finally uh, on Judah itself. Then he turns his focus, you know, toward the people of Israel who are enjoying, you know, incredible prosperity. And, and his words of warning must have sounded almost ridiculous, you know, to them. Uh, but he is foretelling, you know, what will soon happen within a, you know, a couple of generations or a single generation. Uh, they will be wiped out. So we continue with, with Amos, one of the earliest of the prophets, as we go through the story of the prophets. So before we read, uh, Cindy, do you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? No, I don't mind. Father, thank you for this time in your word. And we thank you, Father, that your, your word comes to us um, with great power, you know, whether it be to encourage us, Father, or to confront us in our sin. We would ask even now that our hearts would be open, our, our eyes and our ears would be open to the things that you have for us to hear and see, and that by your Spirit you would cause us to um, receive from it exactly what you have intended this day. So thank you for this time, and uh, we ask that you continue, um, Father, to be with us in Christ's name. We pray. Amen. Uh, Amos chapter 3. Hear this word, people of Israel, the word of the Lord has spoken against you, against the whole family I brought up out of Egypt. And you only have I chosen of all the families on the earth, therefore I will punish you for all your sins. The two walk together unless they've agreed to do so. Does the lion roar in the thicket when it has no prey? Does it growl in its den when it has caught nothing? Does a bird swoop down to a trap on the ground when no bait is there? Does a trap spring up from the ground if it has not caught anything? When trumpet sounds in a city, do not the people tremble? When disaster comes to the city, has not the Lord caused it? Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plans to his servants, the prophets. The lion has roared, who will not fear? The sovereign Lord has spoken, who can but prophesy? Proclaim to the fortresses of Ashdod and to the fortress of Egypt. Symbol yourselves on the mountains of Samaria and the great unrest within her and the oppression among her people. They do not know how to do right, declares the Lord, who store up in their fortresses what they have plundered and looted. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. An enemy will overrun your land, pull down your strongholds, and plunder your fortresses. This is what the Lord says. As a shepherd rescues from the lion's mouth only two leg bones and a piece of an ear, so will the Israelites living in Samaria be rescued with only the head of a bed and a piece of fabric from a couch. Hear this and testify against the descendants of Jacob, declares the Lord Almighty. One day, On one day I'll punish Israel for her sins. I'll destroy the altars of Bethel. The horns of the altar will be cut off and fall to the ground. I'll tear down the winter house along with the summer house. The houses adorned with ivory will be destroyed, and the mansions will be demolished, declares the Lord. Hear this word, you cows of Bashan on Mount Samaria, you women who oppress the poor and caress the needy, and say to your husbands, bring us some drinks. Sovereign Lord is sworn by His holiness. Time will surely come when you will be taken away with hooks, the last of you with fish hooks. You will each go straight out through the breaches in the wall, and you will be cast outward toward Harmon, declares the Lord. 
Go to Bethel and sin. Go to Gilgal and sin yet more. Bring your sacrifices every morning, your tithes every three years. Burn leavened bread as a thank offering and brag about your free will offerings. Boast about them, you Israelites, for this is what you love to do, declares the sovereign Lord. I gave you empty stomachs in every city and a lack of bread in every town, yet you have not returned to me, declares the Lord. I've also withheld rain from you when the harvest was still three months away. I sent rain on one town, but withheld it from another. One field had rain, another had none, and dried up. People staggered from town uh, to town for water, but did not get enough to drink. Yet you have not returned to me, declares the Lord. Many times I struck down your gardens and vineyards, destroying them with blight and mildew. Locusts devoured your fig and olive trees. Yet you have not returned to me, declares the Lord. I sent plagues among you as I did Egypt. I killed your young men with a sword along with your captured horses. I filled your nostrils with a stench of your camps. Yet you have not returned to me, declares the Lord. I overthrew some of you as I overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. Yet you were like a burning stick snatched from the fire. Yet you have not returned to me, declared the Lord. Therefore, this is what I will do to you, Israel. And because I will do this to you, Israel, prepare to meet your God. He who forms the mountains, who creates the wind, who reveals his thoughts to mankind, who turns dawn to darkness and treads on the heights of the earth. Lord God Almighty is his name. And what you have in the section of uh, Amos is really a, a rehearsal of the book of Kings. Uh, where you have the different times of judgment and the different times of oppression. And, of course, you know, seasons under Elijah and Elisha where you had severe drought and uh, you have God, you know, inflicting his judgment. Now they're living in times, you know, under uh, you know, under Jeroboam, uh, you know, they're living in times of prosperity. And God is basically saying, I've reached out to you with judgment and I've reached out to you with grace. All of this I've done to call you back to myself. And yet you would not listen to me. You would not see me in the common graces of the, you know, the good things that you enjoy. You would not see me in the judgment that I brought against you. And of course, he asked those series of questions. You know, and the final question is, who do you think is doing all of this? You know, is not the Lord acting in sovereignty? You know, to bring you to repentance. Yet you're you're not repenting. Well, even in there, you know. The- Man, just indictment, but in that chapter four where it says, uh, go to Bethel and sin, go to Gilgal and sin yet more, bring your sacrifices every morning, your tithes every three years, burn leavened bread as a thank offering and brag about your free will offerings. He's like, even in your, it's not just in the sins that you're committing, but even in these religious activities, you, your sin abounds. You're not, you're not approaching, I mean, Bethel and Gilgal are places of altars and you know, famous altars in scripture. And, and he says, even in those religious sacrifices, you don't do them to worship me. You do them for yourself. So go do more of those and keep bragging because mm-hmm. destruction is indeed coming. And, and so in Israel's mind, uh, they are, uh, you know, even though they're, they're worshiping God in a way that, you know, is very different, you know, from the way that uh, he has prescribed worship. Uh, they're worshiping, you know, at uh, you know, Bethel and Dan. And now we have Gilgal as a third, you know, place of worship and where they do sacrifices. Their sacrifices are generous. You know, they feel, you know, deep in their heart, they're doing everything that's pleasing to the Lord. And yet they have a blindness to their own sin and to their own distance. And and their whole idea, as long as we're, you know, as long as we, uh, you know, do these things, you know, with part of our income and part of our time, and we do them lavishly, the Lord doesn't care about the rest of our lives. Mm. Now, when we see the the repetitious call, you know, return, um, you have not returned to me, declares the Lord, you have not returned to me. And. And it makes you think of even the scene in, in Acts chapter three, and you know, Peter's preaching, and 
He, he tells the people, no, repent, turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing you know, come, to the, come from the Lord. And obviously it seems that Israel is trying to find, you know, refreshing, trying to find refreshment in, in my summer house, my winter house, all my things that I have, yet those things aren't even going to last. But true refreshment, true restoring kind of, of the soul is, is returning mm-hmm. back to the Lord, repenting, and that's where you find actually what you've been looking for all along. And yet we look to other things for that and are perpetually disappointed. Um, and, and the call of Scripture be no repent, turn back to the Lord. That's where refreshment's found. Yeah, and, yeah there's no doubt. Of course, you know, we had, uh, we pointed out to, you know, Jonah fell in love with the comfort of Gord and uh, was deeply upset when it was taken away. Comfort is a whole new level here in the nation of Israel when you have ivory beds and you have these wonderful, you know, couches and things like that. And he said, when my judgment comes, the only thing you're going to have left is a monument to, you know, the comfort that you seek uh, while oppressing those around you. Is you'll have a bedpost in a corner of the fabric that was on your couch and you'll look at those things that you turn to for comfort and realize how empty you know they were and, and the image is am- amazing yeah. and, and you see God you know again you know the fabric of this is you see God working in every way he can to get their attention both in kindness and in his discipline and yet they're tone deaf to him mm-hmm. and even through the words of Amos now you know that God continues to speak so he, I love he says I've been doing all these things I've been trying to get your attention and then Amos is like, you know, there's a lion that is roaring. Do y'all not hear him? You know, mm-hmm. surely the Lord, the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. The lion has roared. Who will not fear? The sovereign Lord has spoken. Who could but prophesy? And, and of course, that's why, you know, Amos, you know, starts the book. Mm-hmm. In the book of Amos, you know, the uh, Lord roars and he reminds yeah. me once again, he is, is roaring. And, uh, you know, you, you shepherds know this. You've recovered mm-hmm. lambs and all you get is one little leg bone in the ear. And he said, so it is going to be when I finish, you know, judging you know, judging Israel. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, you know, within, you know, a couple of decades of the time, you know, that he is actually prophesying. So they're living in prosperity, but how quickly things, you know, collapse mm-hmm. because they're not seeking the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think I can get away with saying this um, because I represent the female you, here. You, 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 always, <laughs> but, you always, oh, the cows of Basham. Well, what I was yes. going to say was, this is just kind of gives you an idea of how luxurious it was and how far they took it, that even women who should know better are oppressing and crushing the poor needy. And yet they come from a group of, you know, easily disenfranchised or poor and needy. I mean, they're they're so dependent, you know, in in this community. But then yet they are, they should know better, and yet they are crushing, you know, the poor and the needy. So that's... Yeah. They've come a long way. They're very, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and of course, you know, the cows of Bashan. And, and the whole idea that you will be, you know, led away without, you know, your ornaments and your earrings and stuff. Instead, there'll be hooks. And this is yeah. uh, actually what the Assyrians would do is they would, you know, string you up with hooks and just pull you along, you know, like you would, a, you know, like you would an animal under a sharp, you know, bridle. You know, kind of thing. And so all of this luxury is going to be, right. and he's going to take you out, not on these wonderful streets, but through breaches in the wall mm-hmm. that have fallen down around you that are part of your security. Mm-hmm. So it is. And you know, in, in, in Cindy's right, even the, those that should have been compassionate and nurturing among them and those who are 
often the victim of oppression, e- even they uh, you know, are becoming oppressors mm-hmm. in, in the middle of all of this. So I guess, uh, are you prepared to meet your God, huh? It's <laughs> kind of a sobering yes. ending that, you know, mm-hmm. you want to do this? Okay, you're going to meet me. And, and of course, you have to like the reminder, mm-hmm. he who forms the mountains and creates the wind and who mm-hmm. reveals his thoughts to mankind, who turns dawn to darkness and treads on the height of the earth, the Lord Almighty is his name. Why would we not uh, want to worship a God like that uh, rather than seeking, you know, seeking our own uh, seeking, you know, seeking identity in our stuff and in ourselves and in our achievement. Why would we not, in grace, turn to the one who created us and gives us all good things, you know, freely for us to enjoy? Mm-hmm. So we come to the end of the first week. We remind you, if you're uh, using, you know, the app, that we have a reading in the Psalms, uh, you know, for the weekend. And, of course, we offer you a day, you know, to catch up as well. And we hope to see you on Sunday as we uh, worship together. Heavenly Father, thank you for your grace and for your goodness. We thank you for your word. Uh, We thank you that uh, you give us incredible comfort through your word, but we also thank you for hard truth that we see and for a bitter look in the mirror. And Father, we pray that we wouldn't be the way that James said we can be, but that we look in the mirror, walk away, and forget. May what you're showing us through your word uh, be taken to heart. And may we receive from you the grace that you have for us when you call us to yourself. Mm -hmm. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Mm